Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me is the executive creative producer, Colin Mitchell. Colin, how do you feel about your new title? I I even said it wrong. Executive creative director of Mean Green 24-7, Colin Mitchell, has graced our presence here on this podcast of Bruni's Breakdown. Everyone give him a round of applause. Do I put it in my in my Twitter bio now? Yes. Is it official? Yes, you should. Y'all couldn't see him, but Colin was dying laughing away from the mic for like five seconds. What is it, what is it again? Executive, Executive creative, producer, creative director. Director. Director of Mean Green 24-7. Congratulations on the new title. Do I get a pay raise? No. No, you don't. No, you don't. At least I get a cool title. Yes. Man, I was so worried about getting that right that I stumbled over my own name. And that should show you how important that title is to me. What's Colin. your title? Publisher. <laughs> publisher. Just head publisher. That's it. Simple. You don't want like executive head see editor, reviser, no, 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 writer, no, no. publisher? No, Colin. See, you got to keep it simple. All oh, right? okay. We are a very small run uh, branch. Mom and pop business. Exactly. Mm. So you're the executive creative director and producer, I guess, of Bingery 24-7. And obviously, we came up. We came, I came up with this. If y'all listen to this podcast now, I came up with this because Colin made our new cover. I don't even know. Is cover the right word? Podcast image. Podcast cover. Podcast image. Whatever you want to call it. For Bruni's breakdown, uh, it is time for rebranding. We've taken about a month off of this podcast. Um, really, I've been on and off writing for the past few weeks i mean i've written you know still written over five things a week so it hasn't been a problem but you know there's hasn't been as much to talk about right now shout out covid so yeah it's kind of been a crazy time where i've just been doing a lot of recruiting basketball football and because I, i was telling i was telling i was telling a lot of people this but my stance didn't change from december till now we still look at the same this team the same. Yes. It's like there was no spring football. There was no like evaluation periods for us or even the coaches really. So we're sitting here like, okay, well, this team is still exactly how we projected them to be in December or January. Like the same concerns are there. We still don't know the quarterback is. We still don't know the offense line. Um so yeah, it's it's kind of hard to write when you don't know so much. But um here we are calling a month later i think our last podcast was june 16th or so whenever it was it felt like it was three years ago it so, so it doesn't really ago. matter it was it was when we did the top 25 players which seems like forever ago yeah march seems forever ago <laughs> don't even don't even get me started <laughs> so i will start i will start here because like i said we're rebranding our podcast our uh twitter i think as well we're gonna have some cover images we're gonna our whole branding style that we had last year which was i don't even know how you would describe it but it was kind of a clean uh what well you're looking at me funny listen you need to consult your executive creative director of mean green 24 did i get it right mm-hmm. yes okay. basically i wouldn't i would just say it's a it's a refined version of what we already had this new one that's why see that's see why we, went around, from, we went from we went we this went from is like great. the very first, the very first iteration of 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 the podcast was was in and Mean Green twenty four seven was done in you know, 
the GAB for yes. those who go to UNT, you know, kind of low end. Then we upgraded last year to, you know, a new clean logo. And then now we're, we're turning professional, you know, last year was like, like a, like a kid just kind of, it was our rookie season. Exactly. And here we are. And now, and now look at us. Second year vet. It's our third year technically. But if we're, if we're calling last year, our rookie year. True. True. So what I do want to say is it's obviously been a crazy summer for everybody, sports and otherwise. It's been a hectic summer for, for myself even. I mean, I won't won't get too far into it, but it's just been, uh, you know, trying to figure out where, where everything is going, what sports are happening, what's not. And I will say in the past, I've come on this podcast and said to y'all, because I think, I think of the audience as that we've kind of accrued over the years as friends in a sense. So I'll tell y'all as friends that I've said that I've come here as a guest and I've kind of wanted to be treated as such. And so I've wanted to be educated whenever I'm wrong because, you know, fan base is something that is fluid. It's something that changes, but it has those roots that you need to, you know, you need to understand. So that's why I was always hesitant coming into this. Coming into my now fifth year, Along with Seth Luttrell. Fifth year. Fifth year, man. Along with Seth Luttrell, who's also going into his fifth year. We are tied to the hip. Um, <laughs> coming into my fifth year now, I think it's safe to say that I'm no longer a guest at North Texas or in the Denton area. I'm a resident. And no matter where I go, no matter what I do after this, or no matter where my future takes me, I will always be a resident at North Texas. And that's what I'm looking forward to this year is that you know, I graduated from North Texas in December, you know, stuff hit the fan in March when with pandemic and everything. And now we're going to year five under different circumstances. But again, me and Colin, you know, we're going to hit this again. We're going to bring y'all the best content we possibly can. We're going to earn y'all subscriptions, y'all's respect. And like I said, I don't want to be treated as a guest anymore. I need to be aware of how the fans are reacting, you know, what the team is doing. I'm going to be on top of everything. And ultimately, we're going to be producing a lot more VIP stuff as well in the future. And I think that growing a brand and growing a community, when we do that, we will start to have more VIP stuff. We'll start to have more insider stuff to where we can give y'all better, more in-depth looks at things that maybe we weren't able to give y'all on the free side because... We didn't have a ton of subscribers. So it's kind of a balance that we have to check. And that's how I want to start this podcast is that I'm looking forward to this year. Kind of like we said, last the last few years have been kind of us feeling it out. You know, all right, how does North Texas fan, how do North Texas fans respond when this happens? How do we do it when this happens? This year, we have the experience. We have the talent. We have the, the technology. We have everything behind us. We even have Colin in a new title. <laughs> we have everything here. <laughs> And we're going to give you all the best possible podcast, the best content and everything, everything we can going into this 2020, 21 year. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's all I'll say for that. But let's get this. Let's get started. I want to say one thing before you go, go on. Um, you, you can't be a resident of Denton without your very own North Texas shirt. So I think you need to get one. I have a North Texas shirt. But you need to wear it. I've, I've I know worn you don't. It. I know you don't wear it. Okay. Come on, UT. You act like I hate you, North wait, Texas. Wait, you can't be a UT fan now. How do you I'm, feel about that? Okay, the thing is, I've never been like a diehard Texas fan. I've just... Well, now you're a diehard Denton fan. I'm not I'm not a fan. 
I'm still not a fan, all right? I'm still not a fan. Let's make that very clear from the start. I'm still not a fan. I will support, sure, but a fan, I again, we are not fans. Or I'm not a fan. You're, you're a little bit more of a fan. I'm a little bit more of a fan. I, am, I, I didn't have a Texas team. Yeah, I'm still a writer. I'm still someone who reports on the team. And I'm still going to look at this. Impartially. Ob- objectively. There's the word. Same thing. Yes, it's the same thing. But so, anyways, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be a really fun year. I thought it was I thought it was good to start the podcast off that way after we took a month off the podcast. <sighs> you know, I don't blame our listeners for you know getting mad at us, but just but don't they're reflect us? us. No, they're not mad at us. In 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 the in the stars in the forums and oh, or the forums in, yes. in our forums going like <laughs> we hate them. Yes, Where's there you the go. Podcast? There you go. So, anyways, with all that being said, people want to talk about football, Colin. Okay. Um, we're going to start with recruiting because that is, like I said, that's kind of the hot button stuff right now. That's the only stuff that is the only, those are the only things that are really going on right now. So we're going to start it off with recruiting. Like I said, and North Texas today, we're recording this on a Sunday on Sunday. We'll have this out on Sunday as well, I guess. Um, Trent Ward from Klein Collins, uh, from Houston defensive end slash defense tackle. Committed to North Texas today, this afternoon. I had a story up right when he committed, breaking news. Um, that is the fourth commitment of the month of July and the third commitment this week. And now that I'm looking at it, I believe that puts us at five defensive commits and four offensive commits. So then yesterday on Saturday, Silas Barr, uh, listed as the defensive end on a lot of recruiting sites, committed as an offensive lineman. He was recruited as an offensive lineman from every school um he's kind of a that's interesting yeah he didn't play offensive line this past year because he was injured so he only played defense but he's six five and he's a monster athlete and so every school that recruited him only recruited him as an offensive lineman i guess because his ceiling is i guess lower as a i don't know if he has the, has the quickness that a defense lineman needs mm-hmm. i don't know that i'm just speculating but that is um those are the latest two commits that puts them at nine currently they're currently fifth in conference usa it hurt having Jaden Jones and Jaden Gray decommit, which we'll get into decommits in a second. It hurt having them decommit, but Trent Ward filling that hole at defensive end, and then Kevin Green, the defensive tackle who committed on the 13th, is another player that I expect, he's a defensive tackle, to kind of fill in that Dion Noville role down the road. And so they're they're covering all their bases. You can't get mad at them for that. I mean, three defensive linemen, a linebacker, defensive back, an offensive lineman, quarterback and two receivers i mean you can't you can't cover many more bases than that I'm, I'm still waiting for their first running back i guaranteed two running backs in this class and it hasn't come yet and they're already nine deep but i'm still guaranteeing two you running got backs. oscar attaway you don't need anything else oscar attaway is about to after this year it will be a retro sophomore think about that <laughs> and then after that he can go to the nfl where's my phone because he's gonna go to the nfl right why do you need your phone because that's where my questions are. But actually, I can get them on, on my on my computer. Wow. Uh, because we have questions as well, Colin. So we'll get into that. So anyways, that's a quick rundown of this class. Obviously. Thunder your book. Oh, good. Good eyes. <laughs> Colin, I did not see that. I have it on my computer now, so it's not even a problem. Wow. So we have All questions that. about a few different things. We'll get into the recruiting questions first because, like I said, we, um, we're going to talk recruiting. And... I guess the first question we'll get with is from I Wander the World, who asked, does the team now have the right amount of depth 
depth to take flyers on players, guys who aren't day one ready. And so to clarify, because I needed clarification, um, in high school recruiting, can they take more, you know, boomer bust situations, basically? You know, so he kind of compared it to Silas Barr, who was a defensive end, but has six six five and has potential at the offensive line he was position. Still a three star. Yes, he was, but still it's still some uncertainty to that. I would say that they've already done that. I would say nothing is changing. If anything, they need to take more. I, I would say that they can't afford to take more flyers, but they need to take more flyers because you don't have Mason now. And this is Seth Luttrell's fifth year. You're saying they need to hit on something big. Right, exactly. I mean, you hit on Mason and you didn't capitalize on it. You need to hit on, you can't just hit on like an offensive lineman and, and think you're going to do. You're saying you, know, you can't hit, you can't be safe with, 82, 83, 81s. And there's nothing wrong with those guys because they can develop, right. obviously. But you need those guys that are going to over overperform their rating. Right. Rico, I mean, Rico Bussey came in as a high two-star or low three-star exactly. and outperformed his exactly. his rating. Like, those are the type of guys like, that you like, need. They've been taking flyers this whole time, and they just hit on them. I mean, Mason was one. Rico was one. The the safe guys, quote-unquote, They've also was, missed. They have missed, but the safe guys was like Alec Morris. Like, everyone thought that he was going to start that first year. Mm-hmm. So, I think... I don't really know if if it if it's a thing like you can afford more flyers. I think they just need to take more because now they're fifth in recruiting. Yeah. Well, I do think that they've done... They've done a good job. If they if we're calling with those these past two years playing a safe where they've come in top four in, in recruiting, that is what builds you the foundation to take those risks down the line. And I right. think that's what he's asking more so is that that those two years have built you enough credibility to where, okay, this guy hasn't played offensive line in a year, but he's six five and maybe you know, we haven't hit on offensive linemen to this point. So maybe this is a route we can take that we can develop a guy in it. I still don't. I still don't know if I agree with that because I think again, Jason Bean didn't even start his own school, and Austin Ani was a is a was a baseball player. I mean, they've been, they've been doing it this whole time. It's just that you had the good players there to kind of cover that up. So you're saying they haven't been taking? Okay, I, I'm I'm not saying they're taking. They haven't been. I'm saying it, there's no difference. It's just that now you're a team that needs to hit. Whereas before you could just have the normal guys kind of develop out. You could have the Kelvin Smiths. It's just you know a solid dude. You could have the Mike Laws. Now you need to hit on whomever. And I don't I don't really know if a like if you hit on Austin Ani, I don't know if that's more of a flyer than you know uh, Silas Barr. I think it's the same mm-hmm. because they know what they're doing when they're recruiting. They're not when they take a flyer, they're not going in blind, right? I mean yeah. they they know that they're capable of something. So I don't really necessarily think that flyer or not it it does anything for you i understand what you're saying i think that the only real flyer so far in this class would be silas Barr. just and i'm i'm using flyer as a term of uncertainty in any right. respect so, so let's show anyone that. anyone yeah. who you know like you said austin on been out the game or or Silas Barr didn't play the position, or is changing positions, or was you know maybe a receiver slash defensive back in, or Robert Johnson's I guess is another good example. He was kind of an athlete in a sense, and was recruited, had offers as receiver, had had offers as defensive back, had offers as safety, and North Texas got him to commit as a defensive back. Katie I, Davis was Katie uh, Davis was a safety in high was school. Safety, um, yeah. So there's there are those circumstances. 
the question is, can they take more of them now? You're saying that they kind of need to to get that top end potential. I'm not. I'm saying that there is no difference. I'm saying that it's it's just normal recruiting. I don't yeah. think there's a there's you know a time where you're you, saying it's a part of the game, right? There's not a time where you're like, oh, I need to take more flyers. I think they take the same amount every year. It just so happens that this year you don't have the stability of a Mason Fine, of a Ladarius Hamilton, of a whomever. You have to hope that one of the flyers that you got in the past just kind of pan out. Yeah. I think that answered his question. I think so. I think so. Um, but thank you for your question. On to the next one. Um, NTSN, his first recruiting question was, um, do you think do you think decommitments happen more in the coming years at UNT? So I think before we get into that, we'll talk about the two decommits that have happened over the past, I don't even know, month or so, I guess. Yeah, probably Jaden Gray and Jaden Jones, both defensive ends. Both are presumably going to a, probably a Big Ten school or otherwise a Power 5 school. And it caused, as most decommitments do, it caused kind of a stir in a lot of people. It was just like, you know, damn, that sucks. Like, we had... 286 guys like yeah. middle to high three-star guys and then they both leave and so it, it caused it caused the question you know is that Latrell is that the the problem of the coaching staff not being able to hold on to guys or or what where does that issue come from now for me I remember on a previous podcast I don't remember when it was but I was basically saying that this coaching staff and this team this year for this 2021 class has, I'm not, uh, I don't want to call them flyers or anything, but they've swung big. They've been going after big time guys, mm-hmm. like guys with offers from Arkansas, SMU, you go down the list and they've, they hit on those two. They connected. They even, I mean, you, I, and then I went through and if, do you remember the story? I believe it was probably two months ago where I went through the past few classes and looked at how many of them had p5 off p5 offers mm-hmm. and i think it was like i'm not gonna remember i, th- I want to say like three of them three of them in the past like two or three classes three players had multiple p5 offers like two anybody else that has like most people who have more than like two p5 offers are not going to north texas right and so that's why i did that research to kind of come back and say to fans say to people and just be like look this is how it goes and I know it sucks. And I know I'm not saying anything new here. I'm not saying, I'm not bringing you a new point of view. Right. <laughs> and that this sucks and that this happens. But I think if you go into the, go into it saying to yourself, I think the expectation is what needs to change more. So I think as a fan, and you don't have to tweet this or anything, but as a fan, if you look at it and be like, okay, we have this guy committed. If he picks up three power five offers, you can just make it a rule for yourself. If he makes if he picks up three power five offers, then he's probably gone. That's so sad. No, it's not sad because no. it's what every group no, of five is. schools struggles it's with. It's true. No, it's true. It's it's literally just how the game goes. And so I think that's how I kind of react in those situations. Now, if they were losing them to Rice, I know Rice got a good running uh linebacker, DJ Arkansas from Denton Ryan, committed to Rice over UTSA and North Texas. Those are the guys I'd be worried about Mm -hmm. because he's an 85 and he's legit. UTSA took Jamal Ligon last year. Obviously, when they got a new coach, that was different circumstances. But that's a good three-star defensive end. Those are the guys I'd be worried about. Mm -hmm. It's not the guys that go to Illinois. It's the guys that go to UTSA and Rice. 
like those are and even smu to an extent like smu i can understand if a guy like flips there or whatever if you're um because those are rivals and houston maybe but getting upset at a player who's gonna obviously go to colorado washington state a power five school i will never i don't say i will never understand it because i understand the the uh, being upset Mm -hmm. at your team losing out on a player but it's just something that I feel like you have to have an understanding of whenever you cover or whenever you watch or whenever you're a fan of high school. Same thing. Same sports. thing happened to Cade Renfro too. He exactly. Went, he went to I think UCF. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. He had offers from UCF, right? Yes. But I, I don't even think this limits to Power Five schools. I mean, it's I mean, like you just said, Houston's one of them. SMU's one of them. Although you know North Texas wants to be on their level, they're just not there yet. And to even the fact that they even got those two guys to commit is a step in itself toward. I guess better, what well, a better recruiting future. Yeah, it shows that they're they're able to be in the conversation, right. and I mean, at the end of the day, they both kind of said that they committed too early. They both of them said that they may be rushing to the process, or they both visited North Texas and they were impressed, which is good. You want players to be impressed, no matter how uh, highly rated they are. And they both said they were impressed with North Texas. They it was a family feel, and so you have to take some positives out of that. I'm currently looking at Cade Renfro's offer sheet because, again, it's not super extensive, but when Ole Miss and Florida State and UCF come in, I consider UCF a Power 5 school, basically. If you want to just replace it with top end schools. Yeah, or or AAC or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or top six or P6 or whatever you want to call it. That's three offers right there. Mm -hmm. You're not going to beat those guys out, especially late. When those guys are scrambling, yep, that's where it becomes even more dangerous. So, it's kind of just a hard situation to be in. I know this isn't the groundbreaking analysis that brings you a different per- perspective that you haven't already heard. I'm I'm echoing a lot of people in that you know that's just kind of how the game goes. But I will say that they've been aggressive for the 2021 class, which I like. I've been I've been even concerned they've been too aggressive to an extent because we looked at the last two classes and like I said, they're not going, you know, the guys that commit, look, let me look up Deontay Simpson's offer sheet. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure Deontay Simpson did not have an extensive offer sheet. And he wasn't again, he's like someone that kind of flew under the radar with uh, he was rated in 87 by 24-7 sports and 85 by the composite. And listen to 87? his... 87? By 24-7, yes. I didn't realize he was that high. Yes. He was their highest rated player in the class, which I knew already, but yes. But listen to his offer sheet. I'll just go... I'll lay, I'll list them down. Air Force, Cornell, Lamar, Louisiana Monroe, Northwestern, Sam Houston State, Southern Miss, Texas State, Tulane, if you want to... And then Tulsa. That's it. Tulane is in the AAC, obviously. So that may be two if you count want to count Tulane, which I don't really count Tulane, but that's insane. And Northwestern obviously is not a great football program, so that's what I'm saying. I have the rule of three. If you want to have the rule of three, you can. If you want to have the rule of two, four, do it. But it's it's just it helps, and you have to go into it with that understanding. Yeah. And anyone who kind of gets upset at the players or tweets at the players i've always been against that obviously and he they both explained that they made a mistake they're 17 years old they didn't say this but they're 17 years old they saw something that they liked 
and they rush to it. Yep. Are 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 we really gonna get mad at them for that? Yeah. No, we're not. Obviously, we wish they wouldn't have committed. Sure, I guess. Um, at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. At the end of the day, them being committed is probably the best chance North Texas had at getting them. Mm-hmm. Because if they never did commit and they just waited for Washington State and then those teams come along and maybe who knows, maybe they don't come along, but those teams come along and they offer them, then there's North Texas doesn't even have really an opportunity. But the fact that they felt enough trust to commit to North Texas, I think is a, is is a positive. I look at the whole process as a positive. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when uh, Jalen Guyton left a year early to go to the draft. I think a lot of fans were like, "Damn, that sucks. I don't want him to go to the draft." But you know, he has a chance to better himself in the future. Right. He has a chance to make money. He has a chance right. to. It's it's not prioritize it's, himself. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the situation that these guys are in. And if you look at it from that perspective, I think that makes it a whole lot easier. Look at they're looking at their future right it's 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 not the fans lives it's i mean they're they're two people it's not it's not for unt right yeah exactly so but with that being said like i um they have done a good job of filling up this class so far um i don't want to call it i don't know how to describe this class yet but like i said they've been swinging big they haven't hit on a ton i will say tj still steel is a huge get i mean from lubbock he doesn't have tons of offers. Kansas is his one P5 offer right now. So we'll see if that continues. But that is a huge, huge get. He's 88 rated from 24-7 Sports. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on him. The rest of them, I think they keep the rest of the guys on this roster. On this um, on this uh, list pretty easily. So if as long as they you know do their due, due diligence. And I think TJ still, they'll have a good sh- shot at keeping as well. So we'll see how all that plays out. They finally gained some momentum. It seems like it seemed like they were never going to get back to where they were last year or even in April when they picked up like three commits, four commits. But they're back. They finally figured it out in the pandemic. So thank you for your question, NTSN. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see what I've written down and if it goes with the questions. Okay, here's what I want to do before we get into any other questions. Since this is our first quote-unquote first podcast of this new year i want to get into our expectations colin okay for the team yes so i want to get into yes it's kind of a lofty we're not making predictions we're not making predictions i was like are we doing the whole the whole season the whole whole preview yeah (laughs) Yeah. you did it while we can (laughs) yeah No, no 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 we're gonna just set expectations uh both individually and as a team and just kind of set baselines i think so for what at this moment, we think this team is po- is capable of. Okay. You know, what, what we think they can do and just set it like a foundation in a sense. And what we need to see. So anyways, we'll start with what is this team capable of? What's the, what is the ceiling? ceiling for this team at this moment? Again, not knowing anything new since February. Because that's when the class closed, the 2020 class. If everything went right... Six wins. Not even seven? No. So six and seven? Six six and seven. Because that'll be a bowl game somewhere at the end. Yeah. That's that's what I would have them at. Okay. Because you'd have you'd have Does that include a non conference win? If they if everything breaks right. I, I, 
I'm not even okay. going that far deep because I have okay. no idea. I it, it's it have to be the, th- the things I'm looking at are you'd have to have one of the quarterbacks pan out, Austin mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um He'd have to be at least top four in the conference. No, no, top seven to get six wins. Yeah, top seven with an offensive line that's bad. We don't know the offensive line's bad. Okay, I'm assuming the offensive line is bad because we've been wrong every time we okay. said it's going to be good. Okay, continue. <laughs> Trey Siggers is healthy. When he comes back, is healthy and can it's still running like he is. Um, and then you have one of the receivers continue to be a big threat. Obviously, Jalen Darden, but I'm talking about deep threat receiver. Like yeah. Jaya Shorter. Jaya Shorter, but he has to keep up that, that production. So you need to see all those three things. And then lastly, the defense. You can't have a gear like last year. You have to be able to hold them to, especially with this team, you'd probably have to hold them under 25 points. I think another thing for the defense is takeaways. I think because they were so bad at takeaways last mm-hmm. year that they only, I think they had four interceptions all year last year or something. Some, yeah, and like two three, or three gimmies. Some, yeah. yeah, something like that. You got to double that. You got to get to eight. You got to get to, you have to be a respectable defense and one that fears, puts fear in other mm-hmm. quarterbacks at the very least sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I go off of everything you said. I think that everything you said is pretty much, is very accurate. I mean, a top half of the league quarterback is essential, which could be tough, but I mean, there's a lot of quarterback turnover in this conference right now. And I will say the offensive line needs to be adequate. It can't be last year's offensive line. It can't be the last four years offensive line. <laughs> there you go. Wait, which year would you pick as the year if you had to pick a year? I'd, I'd say, man, they were all... They were all they all run together. I'd I'd say last year because they had a little bit of depth. So you had their you had your five, right? Mm-hmm. You had your five. You're you're almost laughing. And you had Alex Woodworth. You're you trying know, to Tom, convince yourself of an argument. You had Thomas Preston <laughs> off the bench. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, you, who you could plug in? Who ended up like playing a lot and played started basically like yeah three fourths of the year. So that's what I'm saying. But anyways, um, let me let me hold on. Sorry, I was reading 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 my notes real quick. I have very very bad handwriting, as you all know. So the ceiling for this team for me is going to be seven and six. Seven and six. Wow. I don't know if that's with or without a bowl win. It's probably it's, it's that's definitely with a bowl win. Seven and six with a bowl win is the ceiling. Which seems kind of crazy. Okay. There's no way they win a bowl. There is a way they win a bowl. Who? who, who there okay. are some bad teams that get in bowl games. They'd have to play a Conference USA team. No, you'd play like a, a MAC team or something Name like that. Name a MAC team that they could beat. Tulane? Toledo? I'm Tulane? sorry, not Tulane. Not Tulane. Toledo. I'm at Toledo. I'm sorry. Toledo. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know how good Ohio is, but somewhere, somewhere Eastern Michigan, I think, made a bowl last year. You know, teams like that. I'm not convinced. Okay, well, last year's team we're gave setting up 35 we're setting points a ceiling, Colin. We're setting a ceiling. Yeah, and I don't think the ceiling's a bowl win. Six six wins. If they, last year's season, look, was, I'm not predicting them to win six games. I know, I know you're not, but I'm saying if last year's season was to win a bowl game and a conference championship, I'm not comparing last year to this year. Okay, I'm not. All I'm, all I'm, I'm not. So, but I I will say anyone who seriously predicts this team. To win seven games, like as a serious prediction, I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to you. It's in pretty denial. simple. It's pretty simple. Yeah, you're in you're in denial. Could they? Sure, maybe. Maybe they could. You know, who knows? 
they're not going to win more than seven games. I don't even think that's possible. But you know, it's the schedule's there. tough. Yeah, it's not. It's harder than last year. We've gone through it. We've gone through it. Yeah. We've gone through it. A&M, SMU, Houston, UAB, La Tech, Southern Miss. Those are six games right there that are like. Do they win one? Good luck with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, we're not gonna get into our predictions. But yeah, I, it's not gonna be seven. I'm not gonna predict them win seven games. I'm saying that I think that their ceiling is they could win six. Which again would be kind of impressive. They'd have to steal one from Houston, and then they'd have to win four conference games. Four and four in conference. Four and four in conference would beat Houston. Beat a beat That's Houston impossible. Baptist. That is absolutely impossible. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right. Uh, do you want to set our floors? Sure. What's the floor, Colin? I think that this team has the possibility of being one of, if not the worst, teams in the conference. Okay. What does that mean, record-wise? Going to beat Houston Baptist. I'm not counting that. Should be should be UTEP. I don't know. They should beat UTEP. UTEP's they lost to Rice last year. Okay, but Rice is better than UTEP. Rice is better than UTEP, but this team's way worse than okay. last year's team. Two wins. You have to at least give them two wins. I could probably that two is probably my most. For, like for a the, floor. For, the for floor. a floor. I'd have to agree. Yeah, that's tough. Man. There's no other okay, look, because I look at floor as we can go through and we can be like, there's no way they lose that game. Mm-hmm. Of course, there in theory is a percentage chance that they lose the game. But I'm as a person who's covering the team and a person who knows the team, I'm looking at that game and saying they cannot lose to Houston Baptist. It is impossible. I'm not sure. You weren't here during Portland State. And if they lose that game, you can come back and replay this audio, and we will clip it and we'll put it into our next our podcast whenever that is. They're not losing to Houston Baptist, and they're not losing to UTEP. I've done my research on UTEP. They're not losing to UTEP. Okay. Two. So two wins, one including an FCS. Middle, school. do they? They don't. Oh, oh, they, don't they don't play Middle Tennessee again. I don't think. You know what? I Houston Baptist did. doesn't even count. Yes, it does. FCS might not even play. Okay, well, we're not going off hypotheticals of who may or may not play, Colin. Because or are we going kind of off of hypotheticals on who will play at this point? Yes, but we're not doing. But then we don't have a podcast, <laughs> I'm just Colin. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with oh you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Should have seen the. See, whenever Colin like gets me upset, I like. Make get, a motion with my body. Get animated to just yes flail around, contort. And Middle Tennessee also will not be very good. That'll be one, and UTSA will be a two wins. Is the floor my median prediction? <laughs> Probably four. I'm, I would say four as well. Which honestly, and it could be three. Wouldn't be upset with four. Would not be upset with four. I, th- I mean, we've I've said on past podcasts that this is going to be a quote unquote rebuilding year. Yes. So okay. Um, let's get into, do, 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 let's get into the rest of the questions here before we get into my fun topic that I had. It's actually, I don't know if it's a fun topic, but whatever. Okay. Next up from NTSN. What is the biggest concern position wise for this upcoming year? Quarterback. You answered that way too quickly because it's, it is. No, you answered that way too quickly because you're completely discarding every other questionable position. Well, yeah, every position is questionable, but without a quarterback, you don't win a game. So that's your biggest concern? Yes. Because I feel like they have two guys who maybe could be possibly serviceable. <laughs> Put maybe. that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt somewhere. Someone. Maybe could be possibly serviceable. <laughs> just just Jason me. Bean. <laughs> there it is. The campaign slogan right there, boys. <laughs> wow. Maybe could be possibly serviceable. Austin Ani. 
Yeah. Um, but Austin Yo, Oni and Jason crazy, B would be the slogan. It wouldn't be the crazy campaign slogan. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I, I just have to say that because this team has had, like last year, they had question marks at, on defense, and without Mason, they wouldn't have won a game. I mean, I, I think at this point, the stuff that is red flags is just more of a red flag than it was. It's the same stuff, but it's just more of a red flag than it was last year. The only difference, real difference, is you don't have a, the best quarterback in Conference USA. You're saying that's going to be the biggest change. So, like, safety, let's say, it's, the difference isn't going to be that noticeable. Right. Whereas the quarterback position will be severely right. noticeable. Right. So, that's what you're saying. And from that perspective, I understand it. And I probably agree. Plus, but they have a lot of concerns, man. You made that slogan, though. I don't know if you can think of another slogan for another position group. You can't. Wait, give me, give me a position group. Maybe give me a position Safety, group. you just said one. Who knows? Corners. Sometimes okay. Sometimes okay. No zone. That no should be the, That's the slogan. There it is. See, it's when you give me an extra tenth of a second. That's right, where right. I get to go. Last one, last one. Offensive line. We haven't. I'm surprised we haven't never made one for the offensive line. You can simmer on this one. Uh, the, the slogan for North Texas offensive line. Consistent. <laughs> I was. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Can't get worse. Can't get worse. I like consistent. Better. Consistent. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool with that. Any other positions off the top of your head? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, no, we probably let's do a good one. Let's let's end on a good one. Okay, okay, yeah. Running back. (laughs) Man, it's hard to do good ones. It's a lot more fun to do bad ones. Um, a slogan for the running backs in North Texas: Trey Siggers, DeAndre Torrey, and Oscar Attaway. Be like Trey. That's that's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Be like, yeah, something like that. I'll roll with be like Trey. Where's the, when's the new podcast? Trey Siggers is Bo Jackson from safety, safety to running to, back. He, he's starting on both sides of the ball for North Texas. That would be a story. Okay. Anyways, thank you for your question. Oh, he has he has another question. Would y'all rather have spring sports with a little bit more capacity? Oh, he completely he he said spring first instead of fall. Would you rather have fall sports with a? Yo, what? Hold on. <laughs> Read it, just read it. Okay, it here's is. what it is. Would y'all rather have spring sport spring sports with a little bit more capacity or spring with hopefully more? So that would mean would you rather have Okay, would you rather have fall? Here's how I'm gonna phrase it, because I don't understand it. Would you rather have fall season with less people or spring season with more people? Like move football to spring or like just yes. the sports? Yes, football. I don't know if that was your question in TSM, but that's how I'm going to phrase it now because I don't understand. I'd rather have football now. Even if they couldn't get anybody in the stands? Yeah. In the spring, if I told you they could get 60% people in stands? 40% would show up. Okay. They could f- get 60% in theory at any stadium? No. Not, they, Man, that's tough, dude. I'd make, it, I'd make it fall because... But again, but again, we go back to what we said before in that financially, no fans in the stands kills the g5s it can but also you have to also think if you wait till spring it will kill them yes yeah and you also have other sports that are going on 
I mean, if you do it in the spring, you're taking away from. I mean, there's March Madness. <laughs> I don't look at it from that. I look at it from. Well, I'm, I'm not looking. I'm I think your first this. point point was was right in that. Either way, you're screwed. I'm looking at it from a from a point of. You're, you have to wait that long, but also you have other sports that you have to pay for on top of the football stuff. So you try you try to get anything you can out of this fall right. season. Try to get any exactly. revenue, TV stuff, chairs, whatever yeah. you can. Uphold your contracts. And, and and I don't imagine that there would be no fans now. Now, obviously, if the state went into lockdown, Shit, then that's different. I don't even know. Right, but I mean, like, I think Texas Motor Speedway opened up this weekend. So, like, I think there will be people in the stadium. Who knows how many will actually? And to be go. fair, his question was, "Would you rather you would have?" He said, "I mean, he said there would be some now, but there would be more later." Yeah, I mean, if if even if it was a twenty percent difference in spring compared to what you'll get now, I, I'd still go with fall. Yeah, I think the I think you just need that kind of injection of money, regardless of how watered down it is. Mm-hmm. You kind of you just need right. it. You need the ads. You need the right. TVs. And not only that, the logistics of moving everything to spring. I mean Crazy. that's that's a whole thing Crazy. in itself because you'd have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be on board with all the other schools. I mean that's not just a thing you can just flip the switch and be like, all right, let's go to spring. Yep. All right, March twelfth, we start the season. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That's tough. Next question from Bill. From Bill Kinney. Last question of the day, I believe. Thank you, NTSM, for your questions. This is a basketball pod- question. Ooh. How do we keep Ross Hodge and Denton for the foreseeable future? Uh, I don't think he's leaving. But how do you keep him? Personally, I think once Grant goes, whenever that is, Ross will be the head coach. That would be a dream, but... But that's me personally, because I think Ross is... I mean, he's ready now to be a head coach, I think. But I think that that's, in my opinion, what I think will end up happening. It's so funny how we've seen this just unfold. Like, this past month. I mean, they really this... Really, ever since they won a championship... And I'll 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 even admit to it. I didn't you know write a ton about Ross. Obviously, I know Ross. And shout out Ross Hodge if if you're listening to this podcast, friend of the friend of the show. Um, we love Ross, and I've talked to him a bunch. But it felt like this team was too good just to credit one person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it felt like this team was like. Yo, there's no way this team just goes and wins Conference USA, changes defenses, changes point guards, changes everything, and then goes from the 10th seed or whatever they were to the one seed. Like, that is an incredible change. And so that's where people started looking like, okay, who did this? Like, obviously, Grant McCaslin did it, but who else did it? And that's where you started to get the Jareem Dowlings, Ross Hodge, Chris Blakely, uh, Matt Brower, you go down the list and you're like, okay. Then the accolades started coming. Ross Hodge is one of the best assistants in the country. You know, Dream um, Dowling and Matt Brower, two of the best recruiters in the country. And so then that's when, that's where we are now is that people are looking like, this is like a dream team. No, it is. When in reality, it's like last year, you and I both looked at this staff and like, we both looked at it this way. I when when I had my sit down with Mac, yeah, remember I asked the question about the staff. I was like, you know, people don't really know about how good it's, this staff it, is. It's because I think it's we saw it firsthand. We 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 saw the process happening in practices, uh, you know, at workouts when they played, you know, over the summer 
as yeah. pickup games. I mean, they're all there all the time, and, I, and people don't get to see that. They only get to see what's on the sidelines. So when they lose, they associate all the losing with that. Whereas we're seeing, you know, the players get better every day. They're trying more every day. I mean, Zach Simmons when he first came in, you and I were both like, I don't at practice. I don't know if he's gonna end up being anything. He's he's he just just get kind of gives up in practice. Yeah. Now he's one of the hardest worker on the team almost. I mean. It's hard whenever you have everyone trying as hard as everyone is, but yeah. like f- from where they went, I mean, Javion said on Twitter, he's Ross is the first coach that's made him play defense. defense. He also said that on our yeah, he said that on our when our we interview. did the uh, Western Kentucky rewatch with him, he said yeah. that exact thing, and so and, and it was unsolicitedly brought up, and and the fact that that's able to resonate with everybody, it's not a just Ross thing or a just Mac thing. It just so happens that Ross is the one getting credit right now because of the assistant coach thing. But I mean, it's whole staff. It's it's an elite staff. I mean, it really is. That's yeah. No, it is, and that's where it's just funny that it's now it's setting in. Yeah, it's like okay, like, oh crap, I don't want to lose this. Wow, <laughs> can we not lose these guys? Like that would be great. And like you, I I hope that whenever you know that next step comes, I hope Ross is the head coach. I hope you know this staff somewhat stays. Um, together at North Texas, even if pieces move around or whatnot. Um, I think a lot of it depends on this coming season, because if they repeat as champions or if they have success, how insane that would be if they repeat as champions. (laughs) I I can't even I can't even explain to you how the perception of North Texas would change as a basketball school if they won back to back conference championships. Yeah. We are talking. I I don't even. Middle Tennessee is the last team that won back to back conference championships. Like whenever they had those NBA players and they were making the tournament, they were beating Michigan State. Like that's the type of talent. And because Conference USA is not a bad basketball conference, but and the top end teams from Conference USA are frequently some of the top you know mid major schools in the country. I mean WKU is twenty five this year, top twenty five this year. Yeah, and so is I mean so is North Texas obviously and um. It's just, it's just really interesting to see how this all develops. Like mm-hmm. from when we first saw them come in to now, to where it feels like they're not getting enough credit, to where people are like going out of their way to credit them. Yeah, and well, I mean congrats. it's great. They yeah, yeah they deserve it. So yeah. I mean hell, that's fantastic. Well, this makes it way more of a shame that we didn't get to see the tournament. <laughs> don't even don't even bring it up, Con. Don't even bring it up. It's so sad, but. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's a um, it's a great staff. It's gonna be a great team. We're gonna get into our basketball stuff in a few at a future day. I'm gonna have some ba- more basketball stories going up soon. I'm gonna talk to some of the players. Um, I know the new players are pretty much all on campus. The old players, if you wanna call them, are returners. Oh, the old guard. Yeah, the old guard. Uh, are are coming in and out in a sense because they gotta you know distance and you know work out kind of in like twos or threes or something like that. So they're all spacing, but um. But yeah, we'll get into that in the coming weeks and months as well. Once we know more about this pandemic, we will see how we want to do our podcast and our content. But I will say, uh, should we talk about our, our project? Sure. Coming up, I guess. Yeah. So for those of you who, who were here with, I think, and also that's all we have. Thank you for your question, Bill. Uh, thank you all Did three you of you for your questions. Did you want to talk about first? Oh, it's not really a fun topic. Well, let's do that first before we plug anything. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, Colin, if you remember, when Clayton Toon (laughs) 
right, just, you already know just, where I'm going. Just, yeah, just get McClain through McClain Toon went to Houston, mm-hmm. and Houston played North Texas. Mm-hmm. I believe it was his older brother, Nathan Toon, mm-hmm. who was on the Houston sideline or was wearing Houston gear or something. He was doing something in favor of Houston, and North Texas fans were upset at him, if you remember this. I don't. You don't remember it? I don't remember that. Oh, well, there you go. Now I'm telling you, that happened. Well, Colin. That was too distraught. <laughs> North Texas court, former quarterback. It's his profile pick, by the way. Good for him. All right. Former North Texas quarterback Nathan Toon was having a uh, a time going at everybody's favorite sports reporter, Matt Stepp. And I just thought it was interesting because he did used to play for North Texas. And uh, just to, you know, just to have, have some fun here. He said, sports reporters shaming, shaming the populace for wearing masks, a sad sign of the times. And then he goes on to completely attack Matt Stepp and say, will you have a job in the com- in the coming months? And I was like, Damn. I think you, you misquoted what, what he had said. No, he said, look, okay, let me read it. For sure. Unless they know something the rest of us don't, it's almost like they're pushing. Uh, no, what, you, you had said that you're pushing people. You said that Nathan said that he was shaming Matt for saying that people shouldn't wear masks. That's the way yes, you said it. That is what he said. That people shouldn't wear masks? Yes. Matt Stepp said that? No, 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 no. That's was, the way you said okay, it. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was shaming Matt Stepp for saying people should wear masks. There you go. There you go. So anyways, then he just went at Matt Stepp and Matt Stepp, <laughs> or Matt Stepp was like, yes, I will be fine both at DCTF and my job at a major financial institution. And I was just asking, I wanted to tweet so badly, Colin, but I've been kind of taking it slowly. Mm-hmm. Do North Texas fans love Nathan Toon like that? I didn't even know Nathan Toon was like a... I mean, Her- honestly, before... He, figure? I just knew he was a quarterback. I didn't even know he was on the Houston sideline. People were upset about it. That probably was just because I was, you know, distraught. But, um... <laughs> Basically, I want to ask, is this y'all's... Is this y'all's man right here? Is this the guy y'all... 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 Y'all are praising. Was he? Was he? I don't Mason? think it is. Was I don't, he Mason before Mason? He's not at the Mason level. I know that. He's not yeah. at Derek Thompson level. I know that. He's not at the Patrick Cobbs level. He's not at any of the greats levels. But like when he wore that Houston shirt or whatever it was, he was supporting Houston. People got really mad at him in a way that I felt like people were like, "You're one of us." And so if that's the case, y'all need to like reel check, him in. Check, yeah, reel him in a little bit here. Yeah, because I, I want football in the fall. That's true. And attacking a writer who's saying to wear masks is not going to get us there. So just check you, man. That's all I wanted to say for that. And I, I wanted to tweet it last night, but I didn't. So I want to say it here on this podcast. Check you, man. Check you, man. You can do it now, though. Now that it's out in the, in the tweet? ether. Yeah, now you can do it. No, no. Gabe Brooks got him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. We're good. We're good. Our boy Gabe. All right. It's Colin. What was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, we can start We can start talking about our future plans, I guess. So, in the coming weeks, again, who knows where we'll be in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever. We are going to do a conference preview. And if you remember last year, we did a conference preview written, a written conference preview, which was on our site, which you go through and read. You know, you can go through and see all the teams, the roster breakdown. The, the, we had insiders uh, talk about their teams and write about their teams and answer questions and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Re- went really well. Was really well received. You had those beautiful covers. Of Amazing F- time. Of FAU and FIU you know, on the front. Executive, and- creative director of Green Green 
There you go. At the time, though, you were not executive I know, content but producer I've, or creator. That, that helped me get the position. Yes, you were like our intern of sorts. <laughs> so now, thank you. We we want to try something different, and so with that being said, we want to do more video stuff for y'all because we know y'all love our video stuff. We did our you know sit down with Mac. We did our Zoom call with Javion. We've done video stuff before. So we want to give you all even more of that. We want to try to expand our horizons a little bit and try to add some personality to our to our content. And so we're going to do video a video series for our conference preview. One there's 14 teams, we're going to do one team at a time. So we're going to have 10 to 12 minute videos roughly more or less of every single team in the conference running through they're going to be less informative and more uh, discussion based more debatable and more prediction based so so i mean because like i've said before there are great great uh written previews out there the roost did one that was great um there there's a few sites that have done conference usa previews out there that you can go check out that you can read and there's those are very good then there are podcast ones where uh, Underdog Dynasty does theirs, The Roost does theirs. There's a few out there that do really good jobs of preview, previewing the conference. And shout out to all of them. So we wanted to take it another route. We wanted to, like I said, we wanted to add some personality, go a different route, go somewhere that people maybe haven't been before. And we wanted to do a video um, preview, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be working on the next couple weeks. Uh, we're going to try to have it out the second week of August tentatively. Depending on... If football season's canceled. No, we're going to put it out. If we record it, it will be put out. Oh, no, it will be. I'm just saying when. Yes. Yeah. Depends on when. So, um, and even if the season's canceled, I feel like it's important to understand where the programs are at at this moment. Yeah. No, you know, if if there's no season or if a season's postponed or whatever, or if there is no season, Rice will be losing six seniors on defense. I'm just spitballing a number. Yeah. But it's like, it's important to know who's on the team just so... In theory, if they, even if there is no season, we know going into the spring, going into right. the fall, going into the summer, just a good overview where where we're gonna be. You can't go two years without knowing. You know, there's a lot of changes, so that's why um, we're gonna do that in the coming weeks. We're excited for that. I was thinking about we're gonna try to do a, a watch party again. Yes. The only thing is, we can't really get any of the wins from last year from North Texas. So that's the problem. Now, I was thinking about doing the... We can do the Louisiana Tech game only the first half or something like that when it was close. See, I don't know if I want to watch any of last year's team because it was such a sad year. Yeah, but I'm just like... So that's why I wanted the Middle Tennessee just, game. Just watch Mason highlights. <laughs> There's always the 2017 Army game that's on online, but I don't know. But anyways, oh, yeah, Mason compilation or something. You should put that together. It'd be hard to get all this stuff. Oh, it'd be super hard. But anyways, uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll have a watch party for something in the coming in the coming uh, weeks. And I'm trying to make sure there's not nothing else that I'm forgetting here. Podcast. Uh, like I said, we're rebranding. Uh, the intro was not on. I don't know why I forgot to mention this, but the intro, we're redoing our intro as well as part of the part of the rebrand. It was not on this podcast, but it will be on part of podcast to come. Clearing that up right now. We're fixing all it right now, and we'll <laughs> we'll get into it. People were so upset. That the- oh, don't worry. If you need my podcast if, intro, if you're 55 minutes into this podcast, 
then we got you covered, man. Don't worry. Don't worry. And the outro. And the outro. It's coming. So, yeah, going to be some good energy coming along here. Like I said, new year. We're excited to bring y'all new stuff, new ways to cover the team, new energy. And we're hoping that we can hit the season running once it starts and God willing if it starts. So, wear your masks. Stay safe. For Colin Mitchell, Maya Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. And y'all have a great day.